0: Welcome to the Quality Improvement Box Set by RCVS Knowledge, a series of webinars, podcasts and video interviews for practices and practitioners. Hi everyone, today I'm going to talk to Anne Lawson, who's one of the Practice Standards Scheme Assessors, and talk to her about how clinical governance and quality improvement fit into the RCVS Practice Standards Scheme. Hi Anne.
1: Good morning Pam. How are you? I'm well thank you. Good. Um, I wanted to start off
0: by asking you, do you think clinical governance is an important part of the PSS assessment process?
1: Very much so um, Pam. Practice standards is all about um, setting, maintaining and improving standards and clinical governance provides a framework for how to do this so the two things go hand in hand. Lovely. And when you go to a practice, how do, you, um, how do you check what they're doing with clinical governance? For something like a GP practice, we're looking at communication between the team. Um, for example, do they hold practice meetings or do they have other ways of communicating um, between the various um, teams in the practice? Also, do they have things like guidelines for referring cases? And how do they discuss clinical cases so that they can um, improve continually? That's
0: great. And these practice meetings that they have, what what are you looking for? How how do they? Um, presumably, they show you the minutes of the meetings, do they? Is that how they prove that they're having the meetings?
1: What what yep. are you looking
0: for in those minutes when when you see them?
1: We would look for some form of recording um, the meeting and practice meetings um, do look um, different to maybe a few years ago and I I think they'll probably be more on Zoom now than we used to see as well. Absolutely. Um, we do want something recorded and um, particularly so that and um, we the content would re- reflect sort of clinical and um, input we do sometimes see lots of practice minute meetings that perhaps have what we call housekeeping issues that generally means who washes the cups and who doesn't wash the cups and um, but what we're really looking for from a practice standards point of view is that clinical cases are discussed and that areas are identified that have been done well and things that perhaps haven't gone so well are identified, and then that there is a follow-up. So by keeping minutes or a record of the meeting, we can look to see what's been decided and then what's been followed up the next time. That's really interesting. And do most practices know
0: what they should be doing or understand what they should be doing for clinical governance, do you think?
1: um i think it's it's becoming more common for practices to understand it Um, I do notice that quite a lot of people know about RCVS knowledge in the past couple of years where perhaps we didn't know so much about what was provided on there. And so the practices I go to that are quite confident with clinical governance will have been on the RCVS knowledge site and used it. And some of them will have done further CPD as well. Um, so there tend to be the practices that will be up and running with it quite confident and really quite enjoying the process there are still and um, quite a few practices that are a little bit scared by the subject mm. and and I would always tend to send them to the um, RCBS knowledge site to make a start because there is so much information on there and it's so easy to make a start with it
0: yes the uh, quality improvement resources on there are really good aren't they and very, yes, easy, very to, to, easy to very easy to navigate, yeah. a nice small bite size too. That's the that's the thing. Practices don't practice members don't need to have loads of time to look at them,
1: do they? Not at all. And I think even practices who are using RCBS knowledge have commented that the resources are being added to all the time. So it is something that's there developing and it's there free and easy to use.
0: Good. And so some of them have become Mentioned uh, mention to you about the
1: case examples on there. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's always it's always nice. I mean, the other big benefit of knowledge is that it is veterinary specific because, of course, there's lots of quality sites for other industries, but it's very hard to apply them. Even medical sites to, to veterinary RCVS knowledge is all about veterinary practice and I think it's always so much easier to relate to to something that you know another practice has done you can think oh yeah we could do that that would help us so it's it, yeah the case examples are great good um from
0: I know that veterinary hospitals um have to do clinical audit and, and I hear that from next year general practices when they when we have their standards are edited we'll have to um participate in clinical audit too um what sort of ideas w- w- might you give to help practices get started with clinical audit?
1: And um, I think it is it is important that people note that that is going into GP level. And um, so that is going to apply to, to lots more practices than it does now. And um, making a start um, now is important and start looking for some, look, gather a small team together, people who are interested don't just make it one person's job. Have a look for some ideas and knowledge and start with some very small, simple audits to get a start and to get a feel for what you're doing. Use the resources that are there. There's templates available and, and ask some small questions and that have that are audits that aren't going to take too long to do in order just to get started with the process. Because as with everything, once you make a start, have a try, it will become easier. Yeah, that's
0: great. That's great advice for practices. And it doesn't always have to be about outcomes, does it? It doesn't always have to be the outcome of surgical procedures. They can audit um, processes in the practice, can't
1: they, too? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's whatever's of interest and significance to that practice as well. That's that's what that will keep it interesting and keep it relevant for that practice. And they can audit
0: how they were complying with with guidelines and protocols in the practice. How how would you... uh, recommend practices draw up guidelines and protocols and get them get them established
1: and um, certainly again it's a little bit like the audit it's it's not making it one person's job get a small team together if you can if you're if you've got enough people and um, and start off with something like for protocols things that you have to have a protocol for for example for practice standards controlled drugs and prescriptions are two things we would ask for a protocol for so start off with them for guidelines and the best place to start is to to look at the evidence base that's available and then take that and see how that fits into your own individual practice um, and work from there so it's again that's why a team approach is useful because lots of people will have different ideas and on how to implement them in the practice
0: yeah, that, that's great. Thank you. And and of, as well as the um, accreditation, the, the GP and veterinary hospital, some practices go for the optional awards, don't they? That's and right. I think there yeah. is an awards module for clinical governance in, in the team and professional responsibility award. Um, those practices applying for those extra awards, what, what else above um, what we've discussed would you expect to see in those practices?
1: Well, the awards, as I mentioned in the presentation, are actually they're they're quite a rigorous assessment, and they are and the the points are awarded on the day. and we're really looking for a very high level of and um, of of excellence really with awards. Certainly, we would be looking for a real culture um of learning and improvement. Um, that audits aren't just done as a standalone, as a one-off for the visit, that they're embedded into the culture um, of, of the practice, and that once something's measured, the outcome is, is assessed and changes made, that we would go back and see if these changes have actually been effective or not, and does further change need to be made. Um, so it's revisiting, closing the loop and making sure we're, we're asking the questions again to make sure that we're reassessing things in, in audit as well. So it's very much looking for a high standard of um, culture improvement and continually assessing and improving the systems that are already in place. So that sounds
0: like that sh- there should be some real advantages for the teams in those practices that are involved to that level. What
1: would you say those were? I think the, there's definitely an improvement in in team morale and and to be part of that learning culture because I think people do want to improve and in practices we go to people very much want to be part of providing the very best service for their 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 patients and clients alike so the these these benefits and um, they, they, you do find that there's an improvement in in team morale and in these practices that that embrace them. Subject. And when it
0: comes to um, any errors that might be happening in the practice, does that have an impact?
1: What they're doing for clinical governance, does that have an impact there? And um, it usually works um, quite well. That in um, practices who have a process in place will use something called a significant event audit, and um, so they can use this. There's a a, a fair and just investigation of what's happened and and a system to look for what's gone well, what hasn't gone so well and what changes can be made. To look at the multiple causes of things that don't go, the outcomes that aren't quite so good. It's never just one one cause. There's usually a a series of events and looking to see if any of these can be changed so that things can be improved in the future.
0: Great, I think that would really improve team
1: morale to um,
0: to know Absolutely. that they're learn, learning, having that learning culture, learning learning from errors. Great, so it sounds like it's all really positive for practices if they, if they get engaged with this. So as we said at the beginning, some practices really are engaged, but those who are, who are not engaged yet,
1: um, where would you recommend they go to find some help? Make can start, have a look on the knowledge website, look under quality improvement tools, Have a look, do some of the CPD to give you some background information that's really helpful Um, and then gather a team or a few like minded individuals in the practice and see if you can start planning to put some of these things into practice. The main thing is make a start somewhere and then build on it rather than let it be something that you never quite get round to doing.
0: Thank you Anne. that's great it sounds like clinical governance really isn't anything to get worried about but something that can really fit in to a normal practice normal practice day
1: definitely
0: thank you very much thank you for further courses examples and templates for quality improvement please visit our quality improvement pages on our website at rcvsknowledge.org